Hi, loud and curious listeners. I know it's probably been a long time since you've seen this podcast pop up on your app. I want to thank you all for all of the support that you guys have given me over the years. I have not looked at this podcast in a while. And when I logged on to see if there was even anyone still downloading it, I found that there was a lot of people still listening to this podcast and finding it later. And I'm really happy about that. And so because of that, I wanted to put in this feed um, my new podcast called Fixing Famous People with Dominic Pupa. It's a podcast about celebrities and messes and what people need to do to get out of the messes. And it's really fun. It's very funny. We have some really good guests and we're tackling some really, really big famous people that need fixing. So I'm going to put the first episode right here. And if you guys enjoy it, please click on the link in the show notes and go subscribe to Fixing Famous People. Thank you guys again for all of your support. And as always, you can find me at the Krista Rosa. And if you are someone who found me through this podcast, please message me there and let me know who you are. I want to talk to you. I want to find out how you found the show and what you think of it. And now, without further ado, the first episode of Fixing Famous People. Hi, I'm Krista Rosa. Hi, I'm Dominic Pupa, and welcome to the premiere episode of Fixing Famous People. We love famous people, and we love mess. And when famous people find themselves in a mess, we are here to obsess and then to help. Yeah, mainly obsess at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe we'll help some people. So people might be asking what qualifies us of all people to come on and, you know, think that we can give A-list celebrities and like large media conglomerates advice. I think that us both being television producers, yourself much longer than I have been. Watch it. We've, yeah. <laughs> we have seen people fall, people rise. We've seen people get ripped apart by the press and the media. We've seen people rise again from being ripped apart. Like we've seen the ebbs. We've seen the flows. Would you agree with that? Uh, 100%. We've seen people fall. Some of them we've lifted up. Some of those bitches we pushed ourselves. But we've been (laughs) doing this for long enough to know who the successes are and who the failures are. And we're here to help. And we're both huge pieces of shit so steaming hot piles of trash yeah so in preparation to do this show i put a poll on my instagram that said who do you all think we should fix on this show and many people were confused or they threw out names of people that i was like this doesn't really qualify so i think that Mm -hmm. what we should do before we go any further is like explain the kind of people that we're trying to you know highlight on this show First of all, us liking or disliking these people is not part of the criteria about whether or not they need to be fixed. Uh, They just need to be fixed. They need to be people whose public image is in trouble after having been mostly positive for a decent amount of time. They have to be at risk of losing part of their fan base, or they have to be at risk of deleting their Twitter account because they are hated by the globe. These are the some of the criteria. 
and that we think are redeemable. That's the other thing. There's some people that a lot of people threw out in this poll that I was like, I don't ever want to talk about them because like, I don't think they're past the point of no return. There's no right. coming back from this. Um, well, give us an example. Who do you think like, is ir- Kanye West, I think is a, mm-hmm. is a lost cause. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that that's someone who oh, I want to bring on the show. JK Rowling, as much as I want to like go off about how much mm-hmm. I can't fucking stand her, like not someone that I want to redeem. Right. Many people threw out to me like, oh, you're probably going to talk about Taylor Swift because I famously in my friend groups don't really like her, right? despite how much I respect her as an artist. And people were like, oh, you're probably, first episode is probably going to be Taylor Swift, ha ha. And I was like, well, no, because like, even though she set the whole world on fire with her Ticketmaster debacle, she's thriving. Not one person was like, this is Taylor Swift's fault. She's like, doesn't need our help at all. Correct? Correct. And so I think it's like someone who is under fire in the press, they're misunderstood or they can't stop talking. They can't stop making a situation worse for themselves. That's someone who we're bringing on this show. And we, I mean, here's some, what are some good ones that we really like? Let's go off. Let's talk about them. Yeah. Well, we should talk about some people we have coming up in upcoming episodes. We're going to talk about MTV, which used to be the coolest place in town and is now pretty much the network that's destroying uh, gay culture. Uh, (laughs) Then we're also speaking of destroying gay culture. We're also going to talk about Miss George Santos. (laughs) Who? I I think for me, this violates the rule about whether or not I think they're redeemable, but it is someone who I want to make fun of for an entire episode. So we will try. And and like, it's like, what could they do? Even if we don't think they are redeemed, like what could they do to get out of this problem? Hmm. Like if we have a solution, again, if we're like a PR person, we don't care if they're like nice or not. We're here to like spin it how we spin it. Right. We're here to do a job. Again, Will Smith, another person. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a perfect candidate for us. Beloved by the world. Does something horrible on national television live. And now, controversy. Right. Well, he he physically assaulted someone on television and then was rewarded with an Academy Award and a conversation with Denzel Washington right afterwards. This is someone that needs our help. Because you can't go on from that. No. You cannot go on from that. I mean, low-hanging fruit, Elon Musk. Come on. Twitter, perfect. Hate. I'm just realizing now I'm going to hate a lot of these fucking people. It's okay. That's fine. But this is the job, isn't it? This That's is the, job. the business that we've decided to conduct. How many people have you worked with on in reality television that you're like, I can't fucking stand this person? All, but, all of them. There's not even you, a percentage. It's all. <laughs> just kidding. But you walk in every day and you do it and that's your job. This is what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yep. I mean, Rachel Dolezal and this new Rachel Dolezal popping up that, that literally... I, I can't wait, wait for that episode. You love Rachel Dolezal famously, We, as people are going to find out. They, she is my, the way that you and your friends talk about Taylor Swift is how my friends and I talk about, about Rachel, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> we just worship at the altar of her absurdity. And when that episode comes up, I will play the cameo that my friend bought where she, she wished me a happy birthday. That's beautiful. I mean, we couldn't have this conversation without talking about the one and the only, Ilaria Baldwin. <laughs> Ilaria, Feliz Navi Fraud. Yeah. We will <laughs> have such a good time talking about her. Another obsession. These are so these are the kind of people that we had on our list. These are pretty That's much true. pop culture fuck ups that we're trying to keep in pop culture longer. Longer than they should so be. they can keep fucking up. We're yeah. do we're fixing them and we're doing all of you a favor as well. Because life without Hilaria Baldwin is 
It's not a life. So people have volunteered via my Instagram poll, and we have some volunteers, and I made a list of them. Abby Lee Miller, perfect mm. candidate. Mm. Leonardo DiCaprio, upset I didn't think of it myself. Controversial, though. Controversial. Like, what? We'll, but we'll talk about it on that episode. Uh, not um, everyone thinks he needs help. No. Um, Mindy Kaling got a lot of got a lot of talk about Mindy Kaling. Tyra Banks, oh god, great one. Demi Lovato, Azalea Banks, mm. Britney Spears, Megan Fox. Oh god, I can't wait to get emails about the, after the Britney Spears one. That's going to be great. People who love Britney Spears will not tolerate. A joke, a light yeah. joke about her at all, in person or on the internet. It is terrifying. Swifties are the same way. So your holiday nightclub act, you had like a whole section that you dedicated to like making fun of Taylor Swift and like our mutual friend Tom during that, I like laser focused in on him and our friend Rebecca and I watched him take his red scarf that's like the Taylor Swift branded mm-hmm. red scarf and like put <laughs> adorn it amongst like a, a, like against his decolletage to like in solidarity with Taylor like as you were like making fun of her on stage. She was the only person I get I, I ever get pushback about is Britney and Taylor Swift. People do not like jokes about them. Yeah. So that's know. kind of, you know, that's what we're doing here. We're getting, we have these kinds of people, J-Lo and Ben Affleck, come on. I could go on for a- hours, hours about them. But people are already listening to this thinking you're insane for even saying some of these names, that these people I don't, don't care. need fixing. So if you don't like the word fixing, maybe you can think of it as reinvigorating. We're not trying to harm anyone here. No. So that leads us to our very first clients, Harry and Megan. And Chris, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, by saying you are a fan of these people because you insisted that these be the clients of the first episode. At what point in her journey did you realize that Meghan Markle, someday, who I'm sure we will call Dame Meghan Markle, at what point did you know that she was your gal? The Oprah interview really like solidified me of like, oh, I really want to pay attention to this because I feel like there's so much here and it's going to get so bogged down in the like he Mm -hmm. said, she said of it that like it's going to lose what. Same. I remember the exact moment that I because I never I I feel like the media would just condition you not to like her. And I do sometimes fall prey to that. So I just had a mostly negative view of her, though I didn't care. But then when I watched that Oprah interview and she'd intimated that before she met Harry, that she really didn't know anything about the royal family, I was like, oh, here we go. Okay, now now you have my respect because I see that you think you're now popular enough that you can say anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you you are a maniac and I love a maniac. So now I'm just like, I am watching you like fully. and. Since then, I've been unable to get enough of her. I draw the line at watching Suits. I won't do that. But uh, yeah, no, everything same. else, Correct. I'm completely obsessed. So for those of you who like literally are living under a rock and don't know what happened with Meghan Markle and Harry, Prince Harry, let's, we're going to go through it very quickly. Basically, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle meet. They are dating very heavily. It's very secret. They um, are outed by dating. The paparazzi swarms her like 
he knew that they would. They end up getting engaged. It is a big deal because not only is she half black, but she's an American. She is an actor. They get engaged. Um, there is a lot of press swirling them. They get married. The wedding is very different from like the traditional mm-hmm. royal family wedding, like we saw with um William and Kate, like what, 10 years beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. immediately after they get married, there is a lot of negative press about her, very racist um press. A lot of things where they like would have praised Kate Middleton for, they slam Meghan Markle for. She eventually decides that she wants to leave. Her and Harry tell the world that they are leaving the royal family. They are going to move to Canada or AKA LA. They are going to take a step away from their royal duties. The press brands it Megxit, which I think is the smartest thing that has ever happened in press ever, ever, ever. It was brilliant. It's the best thing that ever happened to Meghan Markle, actually. Like, they branded her without her even having to do a goddamn thing. And then... um, Basically, they leave um, the royal family. It is a hugely debated topic amongst the entire world. She then does an Oprah interview, or they both do an Oprah interview with um, meme, you know, meme making quotes like, were you silent or were you silenced? Silenced. As well as whenever she talks about the, like, Megan reveals that there was a discussion about the, the skin color of their child, where then Oprah goes, what and like holds her hands up that you've all seen um not as funny she talks about having uh suicidal thoughts and she really wanted to get mental help and they told her no um and that she would not be allowed to seek therapy and then that was a lot of these things are the um reasons that they left and now they have come out with a netflix docuseries called megan and harry or harry and megan i mean excuse me his biography, Spare, uh, came out a couple months ago, and now she is writing a book as well, and they are making a shitload of money off of telling their story. And there's some, if I may color in that story with a couple of other very important facts, is that before, not only was Megan an actress or, you know, we would say a show business person, that's probably a better description, but, you know, before before meeting him, uh, she had been one of the suitcase women on Deal or No Deal, hosted by Howie Mandel. These were her credits. A very important detail that I did overlook. It, it, but also she had a supporting role on a USA Network drama series, an original series called Suits, which she, that was her biggest claim to fame. So this isn't just an actress. This is someone who's worked with Howie Mandel. So it's very important yeah. to point that out, I think. This is someone serious. Her and I have that in, in common, actually. Did you also open suitcases? I've appeared on screen with Howie Mandel as well, so I'll send you the link. But um, well, yeah, so I, I cannot wait. <laughs> also, I um, think it's important to know that their wedding was very controversial, not the least of which was that a week before her dad was uh, uninvited to the wedding and he subsequently had a heart attack because he had had some sort of deal with the UK paparazzi and that was a no-no and she got mad and, you know, Megan's family is is as to me as much of a problem as the royal family is for Harry. It's just a different cast of absolute lunatics because Megan has this half sister named Samantha Markle, who I You're I need with her. to see. I know that you I are. Need, well, I, I already... need, I'm obsessed with her demise is what I'm yeah, obsessed yeah, with. Yeah. <laughs> I am. 
And so, yeah, so, I mean, she's the, they're the client. They, you know, Spare came out, the docuseries came out. So every single person on this planet has an opinion of them. Um, And I think that it's mainly negative. Like people are not loving them. And so our task today is to find out like what they need to do in order to get their life back on track. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? This is, this is your baby. And let's not, let's not erase, let's not make it just Meghan Markle. Like, remember, Prince Harry is in this with her, which I think mm-hmm. is a crux of, like, my biggest problem with them is that, like, she takes the brunt of everything and he gets to do, like, whatever he wants. Here we go. We're in the, I'm walking to the room. There they are. I'm painting the mental picture for myself of me pitching this to them. They're there. They're in cashmere. Okay. They look great. You know what I mean? She's, like, so beautiful. She, I think she's, like, stunning. Um, he is what he is. He is also stunning. Is he? Yeah. Sure. Um, This is what I would say to them. Megan and Harry, your majesty. I need you to hear something. That's not, they're not your majesty. I'm, I, what do I know? (laughs) I'm an idiot American. I don't know. I'm bad. I'll I'll curtsy to him. Unlike she would do to the queen. Um, This is what I want you to know. I fucking hate the royal family. I think that they're fucking freeloaders and they're fucking losers. I, who gives a fuck about them? What does it matter? Regardless, I need you to hear me. You too will never, ever in your lives be relatable. Stop trying to be relatable. You'll never be relatable. Prince Harry, what's your last name? Oh yeah, you don't have one. That's right. You'll never be relatable. You've never had to have a cell phone before. You've never had to look at a calendar and know what day it is because you get woken up by someone that tells you what day it is and what you have to do that day. Is that your fault? No. What you need to do is stop trying to be relatable. Stop trying to be cute. You need to stand in the fact that your husband has no idea how to walk through the world and has no idea how to do anything. So what you need to do is stop like throwing in these little like, oh, it's like these cutesy things of like our love story. No one gives a fuck. You're married. We're, we, we're past that. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. You two are going to be on a television show called Harry Does. And you are going to send away every single maid, assistant, representative, security guard, what else? Like personal chef, wardrobe stylist, hair and makeup artist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They are no longer on your payroll. Like get them away, which P.S. I've heard from very reliable sources that their team is humongous. Like that they have like like humongous team of people. They look like a lot of work. They're gone. They're, they can be on the payroll. Like, you don't have to put them out of a job. But, like, for right now on this show, you, they are gone. You two are alone. Have you seen house. her skin? She she looks like she employs a staff of people just to make sure whatever pocket of air she's about to walk into has been sanitized and also sprayed with gardenia. I mean, she's flawless physically. But both of us would also do that if we had the money. That they, like, let's not <laughs> act like you and I would not also do that if we had their money. Like I need you, I need you to know that is true, that and I, I actually would you. even choose gardenia too because I'm elderly. Yes. I would, I would love yeah. for every pocket of air I walked into to smell like gardenia. You and Megan are going to go in your house, and you are, we are going to see that you have no idea how to turn on a stove. 
We are going to see that you have no idea like what an expiration date on a piece of food means. We are going to, it's basically the simple life, but like not even as hard. Like we are going to see that you have no idea how to like clean a floor. We are going to see that you literally like need someone to do something for you at all times. Hmm. That to me makes you the most relatable person in the world by being unrelatable. And then all of your dreams of like wanting to be this like couple that is like the, the elevated chip and Joanna Gaines, which is what I think their goal is, which is like the stupidest goal in the world because they're so far above that and could be so much more elevated than that. Every door that you want to unlock for you will unlock for you in that way in like the, in the public eye. That is your, that is your, that is your gateway into all this. If you want to be relatable, show me that he has never, ever, ever, ever in his life had to do anything for himself and like lean into that and like lean into the fact that like he grew up completely sheltered and has no idea how the world works. Like, how do you send an email? Does he know? I don't think he does. On Megan and Harry, he'd be like, hi, it's, um, uh, it's Thursday. Like when they were like filming themselves, he doesn't know what day of the week it is because he's never had to know what day of the week it is. I, you know, that's really interesting because I always, it's sort of like when, whenever I look at the president, I always wonder, does he have a wallet or like an ATM card? That's like, does what, he know his ATM code? Perfect things to, to show me on this show. Does he have a, does he have a credit card? Like, does he have a credit card? But like he doesn't because does he's never had to buy anything himself. What does his credit card say? Like, what's the name on his credit card? Just because he's not uh, Prince. That does, is just what say I am. H. Does it say Harry? Or like they say over there, H. Yeah. H. H has. Has Windsor has because they have to like make up a last name for them. Yeah, has is the best one. But like, so that's what I'm. That is a show. I'm. You would watch. You would watch that show. Yes or no? One hundred percent. I would watch that show. One hundred percent. I. That to me is like Mm -hmm. the gateway that you want to be like this. This couple that everyone loves and like basically like could show up on The Bachelor like to be like guys like it could work for you too like that like that's what they want to be, and like that unlocks all of that for them. And then we love them again because then they're like on The Bachelor and it's not annoying. That's what they need to do. That I do love advice. that. I mean, it's and sort of like doing like all a... your highbrow shit. Keep doing all your highbrow shit. Well, I'm not that adjusting I, your pitch, but I, I don't I, think they should do the highbrow shit. I think that should be part. I think that it should be intensive. I'm not adjusting your pitch, but like, I feel like if they have the opportunity to to duck out of middle class life, that it's not, it's not going to be the same. They have to live like, we, we, they've got to live like that for three months. Yeah. That would be so fun. And like, just see that like the gardening is not done. The gardening. What about her eyebrows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, she has to teach him how to do everything. But does she even know? She she looks, I, I don't know. She, she just doesn't come across to me as a person who's. No, actually, but she knows how to, she that. knows how to like scramble an egg. Mm, yeah. All right. Does she? Okay, that's my, that's my pitch. That's my pitch. You go. Yeah, but that pitch, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm not trying to like, like your pitch better already on this, the first episode, but that's a really, that's actually reasonable. And I even think doable. Like, I, I think they might actually participate in that. I don't know if they would participate in my pitch, but I think it would be because I'm going to defend my ideas. I think it would just be more entertaining than what you've pitched. And I think we wouldn't have as many episodes of it, but I think that, I think that they are done. I think that the book was 
the end. And I think that trying to make them relatable at this point, a lot of Meghan Markle's journey was people seeing a real life fairy tale unfolding where it was just someone it was someone who was american it was a person of color and she was marrying into the royal family she was literally going to become a, a princess and we watched a fairy tale unfolding but when people there is a group of people in in the world when they see something wonderful happening to somebody they just have to do everything they can to ruin it it just doesn't matter we know who these people are. We will handle them episode by episode. And Meghan Markle has reached the pinnacle of what she's going to be able to do, I think, as far as making people relatable. She's done her Netflix series. Harry and a team of people have written a book on his behalf where he literally talked about his frostbitten penis, which was beyond, I mean, beyond relatable. <laughs> if you have that much money, if your penis is even ever in danger of being frostbitten, you're not spending the money right, or you're not spending your time right. Like it just went beyond. But this needs to be quite simply Megan's revenge tour. That's it. And she goes, obviously the finale will be half-sister Samantha Markle, who I don't have siblings, but every time I see that half sister of Meghan Markle's, I am grateful that I don't have siblings. Siblings, they're only trouble. <laughs> like having everyone should be an only child. That's where all the conflict in the world is coming from. Siblings, your relationship with siblings, it's it, it, they're they're useless to me. So I am an only child. I see that. And look, I can only imagine if I was, you know, if I was my dad's only child, and then when I am a teenager, literally 17, 18 years where I've had my dad to myself, he gets with another woman and has another child, another girl, because having a more beautiful younger sister who's taking up all of your dad's attention is a is a it is traumatic. And it clearly was for her because this bitch won't stop. Samantha no, Markle. She can't. She can't stop. Stop. She can't stop. She will stop. not stop. Yeah. She it is the only line on her bio. It is literally the only thing that will be written on her tombstone is I'm Megan Markle's half sister and Wait, her rags to riches story is bullshit. So you so you want like Megan to just basically like confront her in the wild and be like, like, like Samantha's like at the ATM and Megan like comes up behind her and is like, hi, like, and they no, just hidden like go camera. At it. Like, sure. No, what well, she been I, in, in like the most unlikely of places. Like she's Megan Markle. She has the power. We can silence everyone. When Samantha Markle's going to the mall, like when she goes out of a Claire's boutique and then she runs it, you know, Samantha Markle, uh, I believe spends most of, uh, I, she's, I, she has an ailment where she is in a wheelchair a lot of the time, yeah, which dude. means to me as a producer that when she does use the bathroom at the mall, she will use the handicapped room, which is very good for hiding hidden cameras. The moment she goes in there, the door just opens, locks from the inside, and it's just Samantha and Megan. And Samantha doesn't know there are hidden cameras, and Megan just gets her to admit the truth about everything. Like, Samantha, let's be honest, you and me in this handicapped bathroom together is like the fourth time we've ever been in a room together. That we've ever spoken. Lives. Yeah. The, yes. Like, le <laughs> like, let's be honest about it. And you just and get Samantha on hidden camera. You destroy her. Destroy and, Samantha Markle. And mean, meanwhile, Samantha's like, it smells like gardenias in here. Like, she's like <laughs> And Megan's like, that's not the point. Okay. But I that, that is Megan's last line to her. She's like, because my shit literally does not stink. <laughs> 
and she just twirls and leaves. No, she's got it in her. I think Meghan Markle should have actual sex with Piers Morgan and then spend the rest of his life reminding everyone that he has a two inch dick. That's yeah, like, th- that's another yeah. episode or whatever that is in centimeters. Because okay, so who's uh, on her Kill Bill notebook? By the way, like because obviously it'll be like a Kill Bill notebook of people. Like Samantha's at the top, then mm-hmm. Piers Morgan. I feel like a second, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then, uh, then it would have to be uh, Will's and Kate. It's probably going to be a tie between the two of them. Yeah, I mean she's going to have to do something to them. Do you think they should be handled separately? I don't know. Hmm. Is Harry involved in this at all? Like, is he even present? No, well, he's going to do what he does in real life, and that's is just follow behind her. I mean, this yeah, is like, all he's her, ever wanted her. anyway, right? <laughs> yes. Because he is the spe- he was never going to marry someone. He's the spare. He's never, yes. He's never had to like lead anything. So we would have her. We would have Camilla gets her own episode because I don't know what it is. I know any sort of heartache in the entire nation of England, you can trace. You can trace directly back to Camilla Parker Bowles. She's terrible. She just ter- yeah. everything bad that happens that's British. Mad cow disease. Camilla Parker Bowles. Like all, <laughs> everything can literally be traced back to her. For real. Mad cow disease. She created it. Hair. How is that not a wig? How is Camilla Parker Bowles' hair not a wig? Oh my god. Okay, so Um, basically, so basically, like, okay, so your pitch is Meghan Markle does like her Borat like takedown of like everyone that's ever wronged her. It's basically like it's a limited series. Yeah, it's not going to be hundreds of people, but she every week she needs to permanently humiliate someone who's made it part of their job to just shit on her. There was a show called Revenge on ABC. Like it only was that the one in the Hamptons? Was it a drama? And the girl, like her dad, got wronged, and so she literally the whole point of the show is that she was like going and like ruining the lives of all the people that like had wronged her father, and like Mm -hmm. because her dad like took the fall for their like something that they did. I don't know, but like that's basically what this is is like the real life revenge where she then goes and like and then like. Samantha goes back to her house and it's literally like burned to the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Samantha yeah. wheels herself home and then like her house is literally engulfed in flames and Megan's just like in a car across the street, like laughing. And then she drives off. I mean, I don't know how one would, I mean, these are two very different ideas. I like yours though, as much as I like my own, I'm not going to lie to you. Do I think that mine is more achievable? Yes. Do I think yours like, cause one is like gives them everything they want. And then one like frees them from what they like. It frees them from right. what they want. You know well, what I mean? Also the season finale of mine would, I, I mean, it has to end in a murder, obviously yes. or a death, a very high profile <laughs> like, death. And then she goes By to balloon. jail. <laughs> Someone she needs to balloon someone to death at the end, the finale of this eight episode Netflix series. Yeah. And then she has to go and then she gets taken, like carted off to jail or what? No, no, she's impenetrable. She'll find, she'll she'll figure a way out of it. Or she just, at the end of the series, she bids goodbye to society. And then it's just like, you know, I'm not going to recover from this, but I have enough money to do whatever the fuck I want. Then we never see her again. And then she gets in a balloon and goes off to like, God knows what, like we see her like drift off in a balloon. A hot air balloon. Yes. A hot air balloon. But she, 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 we see Harry on the ground jumping. She's forgotten (laughs) like Kevin in home alone. (laughs) She's just forgotten. She literally left him there. Oh God. No, literally. And he's like, wait. He's like, wait. He's like, M, M, wait. And she's and like, then oh. the spin the spin-off is that he we, we how does he survive? Because we never wait, see her. That's again. it. That's it. Wait, wait, it's both of them together. Kind of, he, yeah. 
The spinoff is then he then has to go and like be in the house alone. And then what? Then what? Then he's just the bachelor after that, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so you want them to do a series where they become more relatable and they have to do everything that quote unquote normal people do. No frills whatsoever. They lose their staff and they have to have a middle-class life and we watch and ridicule. Not even, as a, middle, it's not even a middle class life. It's not even a middle-class life. It's like, do you know how to do like household tasks? Like basic things that every single person in this world knows how to do. Like, could you run the dishwasher if it was, pre- if the, if the obstacle was presented to you? Yes or no? Mm. And the answer is probably no. I only get nervous about that because I think Megan knows how to do a lot of that stuff. I mean, I think she, I mean, you've seen her father. No, but she you needs know. to, <laughs> but she needs to be like, okay, Harry, how do, do you know how to do, like, she's the one, like, she's us. And then she's like, okay. what do you do next? Like, she's coaching him through how to do household tasks. Okay. And I just want her to go basically on a, it's, it's literally kind of the plot of, uh, the second Rambo film, if I'm not mistaken, where he just like goes, or maybe it's death wish too. I don't know. I just, I just want her to just annihilate everyone that made this difficult for her. So normally we would have a guest on this show who would be like the tiebreaker and decide whose pitch is the winning pitch. It's just the two of us for our first episode. So... I think, and I think we've kind of come up with this together, that yes. we think they should do both. And during the day, they film the Harry Loads the Dishwasher show. And at night, mm-hmm. Megan stalks her prey and, like, does Rambo 2. What would the name of the show be? I'm trying to think, like, Rambo. like Oh, it would, well, no, they're absolutely, like, you know, they're relatable by day. And then there's just murder and mayhem happening at night. It's... It, Almost quite literally the same plot as Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Smith, yes. Being honest. So (laughs) it should be Mr. and Mrs. formerly of the House of Windsor. I want it to be a a title that takes up so much of people's screen because that's what Megan would want. That's exactly what she would want. Correct. I fucking love it so much. By day, I learn how to use softener sheets. By night, I'm I'm taking not safe for work photos of a sleeping Piers Morgan and showing the world that he and yeah, like putting them on Twitter immediately, like just live uploading them. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Okay, so I think we fixed we fixed them. So what we're going to be doing every week, Chris is not the biggest fan of this, but I am insisting that every week when we have the winning idea, whether it is determined by us or our guest, we're going to send the actual idea to the representatives. So we are going to, and we should keep it. We should keep the results pretty like handy on a, we'll do something on the internet or on the, uh, no, we'll we'll update people as we go. Yeah, but we should put. I think we should have a catalog of the actual letters to prove that we're actually sending them. I'll write them. I would love to write them. I know you said you were going to take this part on, and so basically, what Dom wants to do is send. I want to submit idea the ideas to like Archwell Pictures or whatever the hell their production company is, <laughs> and just like see if they respond to us. Dear H and M, sit down. Have I got an idea for you? <laughs> Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great, like that series could run forever, really. Because I don't believe Harry's going to get any smarter. And I think even after lessons, he would not know 
the difference between like semi-dry delicates and full dry on a machine. Like I, I don't oh, think. Oh my god! Just know. to watch him have to sort, just watching him sort laundry and not knowing mm-hmm. what to do is, in my opinion, like that's that is highbrow television to me. Mm-hmm. As long as he keeps his accent, it will always be highbrow. Yeah, like it's always going to be elite programming. Him pulling up a pair of her panties and being like, like awooga, like what is this? Like that's hilarious. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> right? No, like that's a show. I'm so sorry that I had a, a liquid. I had liquid in my mouth. I really thought that I was going to spit it out. <laughs> I, my thought. goal, my goal is to get you to do a spit take. The thought of H saying auga in literally <laughs> any format, I think would be I would pay, I would pay for it. Oh, he's so gorgeous. He really is. He's not your type at all. Oh, he? not remotely. And uh, after after like reading the book, I'm like, I feel like I like I feel so bad for like all of the royals. I think someone someone described them as animals in a zoo. Like that's like what they are. And I was like, that uh, is literally true. And it's like really sad. Um, so I like feel bad. Like I, there's like too much like sadness there for me uh, with him. But that's your type. You're like into that. That's what you're into. Gingers with like eyes that are really close together. I don't have like a type type, but that type of, yeah, he's definitely, yeah. All right. So that's the pitch. We fixed it. We fixed Megan and Harry. Right. They're going to be superstars. They're going to be on the run for the rest of their lives, but Harry yeah. will maybe be able to load the dishwasher and Megan will be in a, in a um, hot air balloon escaping the f- authorities. The only other alternate idea I would take, I will do anything where Megan, the Megan and her sister in a room together is all I want for the rest of my life. It's the only thing. And it's never going to happen, but it's all I want. Okay. This is the easier version of this, which like is more glamorous. Mm. So I feel like she'll be more like, like it's basically a housewives reunion, but it's just her. And then like, they just cycle through all the people and she's just like sitting on a couch and then they sit on a couch and then she just wrecks them. And then like, they just leave and then she just like brings, but I do like, but I do want it to be on hidden camera in a handicapped bathroom at a mall. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be a real housewives yeah. reunion, but we're, I'm going to send it to them and we'll see what they say. Hopefully they, we'll see listen, what they say. We could be creating jobs for ourselves. Like we could produce, I mean, please, that's me. It's me and you in a van is the producers of like mm-hmm. your show. And we're in like all black. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, like, like I will we just not jump out and go scare in the man. field for the show. I will, I will not go in the field for the show. I'm not, too, it's too dangerous. I won't you do don't want to be there in person when she confronts it. Samantha. I'll be there via satellite hookup. Okay. Got it. So it's me. So I'm the one. So I'm in there like literally like, like, like grabbing this woman by her wheelchair and like throwing her in this bathroom. And you're just <laughs> no, going to be, Megan's gonna do- <laughs> you're going to be on zoom. I know. No, no one's going to kidnap Samantha Markle. She's going to go. She's going to be somewhere of her, her own choosing. We're going to surprise her just okay. like you would on any sort of surprise reunion show, except she's being reunited with someone who she has literally been trying to pick apart for the past six or seven years publicly. What do you think is next for them? If they decide to deny our, you know, our, our pitch, what do you, what do you think they're going to do? I realistically think that she's going to take some sort of very dressed down supporting role in an independent film and try to reintroduce herself to the world as an actress oh, because really? that's that's where it all started. So that's what I have to go back to. That's what my roots are. 
I like taking kind of, on a yeah. role and performing to which the world will say, you've been doing that for the past six years. Yeah. Though. Oh my God. You're the worst. <laughs> I think she looked at that movie too. Leslie and was like, that's the role that got away. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> no makeup. Yeah. I don't know how you dress her down though. I, I don't know. She, she, I, I, I believe she's going to return to acting for real, but it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Cause she can only, she's already played the role of Meghan Markle. She's done now. And I think she thinks that that's her way in again to be like adored. And it's just like, that's just not again. Like she need they need to be like, we are rich. Like that's what they need to do. And everyone would be like, we love you because right. you're rich. Like not like we love in this country. We, right. we love rich people. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. rich, like you, every door opens for you. If you try to be like, I'm just like mm-hmm. you and you're rich, no one fucking cares. <laughs> right. What, but what will he do though? I mean, it just seems like everyone just w- w- just gets a Netflix deal when they have nothing else to do. No, but he that's no, we that's not that. true. They they literally like sold their soul to the devil to like get all this like Netflix. Like they like cut off ties with their with his family completely and did like, you know what I mean? They did something that's like once in a fucking mm. millennia. She cried in it. She cried for half a second. Yeah. Was no acting. All right. Well, this was our first episode. Um, I think we uh, tackled a, a humongous uh, client that needed our help desperately. So, like, it only is going to go up from here. Will anyone need it more than her right now? I though? don't we're gonna know. Find <laughs> we're going to find the people who need it as much as Megan and Harry, and we're going to help you. We're here to fix you. That's what we do. I'll thank two other people very quickly. Kate Casey, one of my very good friends, is the one that actually gave us the idea to do this because I basically had the idea for this podcast on her show. And when I was talking about doing a podcast with you, she was like, you literally said it on my show. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be fix- You should pick a client every week, and you and your co-host should tell them why they're doing something wrong. And I was like, that's, that's a great. great idea. And then I said it to you and you were like, this is a perfect idea. No, we, we were like, we're doing it. I mean, no, there, was, like, okay. there wasn't even, there was no development stage. No, this is zero. It. We're doing it right now. This is the development stage is right. This now. is a huge dev meeting, this podcast. Um, yes. And yeah, that's the first person. And then also Chelsea Devontes. I basically threw out the idea to her in a book club that like, I wanted to do a podcast where I ranted about her. And she was like, make a like record a rant about her i will put it on my podcast celebrity book club and from there we got like a bajillion listeners so everyone that's listening to this is probably either our personal friend or someone that listens to chelsea and so i need to thank just this week yes i need to thank kate casey and chelsea devontas for you know kickstarting us okay so where can people find you online dom you can find me at my website at domentary.com or just look up Dominic Pupa on any of the normal socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You guys can find me at the Krista Rosa on Instagram. I really don't go on Twitter at all and I don't really go on TikTok at all. So Instagram is where you can find me. All right. This was our first episode and we're so excited to Yay. fix more people and just, you know, keep it going. Also, where's Shelly? Goodbye. Goodbye.